0: Zen master Sung San is famous for saying, opening your mouth is already a big mistake. His point being that the moment we try to describe the experience of being is the moment we draw fences across it, cutting it into little yards, dividing it into something that is less than whole, and therefore a delusion. The sacred presence has no name. Of course, Zen Master Sung San never stopped opening his mouth, never stopped trying to teach his students about the indescribable experience of being. He was too concerned with our suffering. He was too committed to our liberation to stop. Speech may be the worst tool to help people find freedom, but it was one of the few he had. So he did what he could within those limitations. Often I use the word God to describe the great experience of being, even as I understand that this word can never fully describe it. The word God is a pale referent, a shadow that profanes the holy oneness of it all. I open my mouth and I make a big mistake. I know this. I believe this. And yet I've made a career of opening my mouth in order to talk with people about God, about the ineffable experience of being. I do this, in part, because I believe it is the encounter with the sacred that will transform humanity and our relationship with the planet. And, in part, because I feel compelled, like there is... An aliveness within me that I don't fully understand. So I reach out to others, looking for fellow pilgrims on a parallel path, hoping that somehow our shared stories will bring me closer to this aliveness. There is also a power in naming, a power in calling out of the darkness that which is so dear. My personal journey into God began with a naming. In fact, the word God has no meaning for me outside of this special name. The God of my youth was a tortured figure, forced to walk a high wire over dangerous beasts who snapped their jaws below, waiting for the tortured God to make a mistake and fall into their pit. This God was a mockery, a buffoon, a clown I stuck high upon that wire at the time I did not live with a God of my own, but with the pale referent of the God of other people, with the shadow of their love and distrust. I lived entirely within the experience of others. I had no idea how to look for myself. I didn't even know that was possible, listening to the open mouths of others is also a big mistake. Over the years, I did a lot of reading. I did hard practice. I went to seminary. But still, I lived with the God of other people. I lived with a God of clever contortions and made it move the way I wanted it to move. I wanted a God I could control. But I was never happy with this God like a bully child who quickly tires of his prey because somewhere he knows this isn't who he really wants to be, I returned again and again to the sacred well, wanting to be free but not knowing how. As often and as much as I denied this god fashioned from the prejudice of other people, the aliveness within me continued to call, softly, patiently, constantly i cycled through teachers and systems i sat retreats and took classes i oscillated between an outward presentation as a spiritual seeker and an inward experience of doubt and distrust i spoke about letting go all the while clinging to control like a man holding onto a life preserver I don't remember exactly when it happened, when the name came. I had been reading some of the Eastern mystic poets, Rumi, Hafiz, Kabir. I had grown fond of their use of the term beloved, and I tried using the term myself, but it always left my mouth dead, beloved. It sounded more like a corpse than a lover when I spoke of it. I was still trying to live within the shadow of another person's encounter with God, one that I wanted, desperately, but I still didn't know how to call out for myself. What is this aliveness, this gentleness that only wants to be with me? Who are you? What is your name? What do I call you? And then I heard the words, my darling. My darling, words I have wanted to hear for so long, for as long as I can remember. My darling. I know that this is not the name of God. God lives beyond the limitations of language But there is power here too, not the power of control, not the power that comes from well-worn ideas, ideas often inherited from traditions of people who came before me, but the power of relationship, the power of trust, the power of intimacy. So much still remains to be revealed in our relationship, I still cling to control most of the time. I still draw fences and cut being into little yards of meaning. But I am learning to trust my darling. I am learning to believe that I am companioned. I am learning to let go of the images that have outlived their usefulness and give myself over to the direct experience of God. Thank you for listening to this meditation. You can find a written version of it on my website at ianwhitemar.com slash meditations. Who are the people in your life who would enjoy and benefit from this meditation? Pick one and send them a link. Maybe start a conversation with them. When you ask God, What is your name? What do you hear? The spiritual journey isn't something we need to do on our own. We are meant to travel the path with partners. I hope you'll join me again next week.